0: Welcome back to another episode of the More Love podcast. Today we have another special guest. Everyone's a special guest, but I'm really delighted to be talking to Mari Perron today. She is the wonderful woman who brought through a course of love to us and to everyone. Um, And honestly and truly that writing that you have been able to share In physical form has changed my life so it's a wonderful wonderful I just can't quite believe it but thank you for joining me on the more love podcast
1: I'm very happy to be here thank you
0: so just before I hit record we had started to talk about how when we start to receive thoughts we didn't think and and maybe we hear a voice or maybe we see I, th- I truly believe it can be different for everyone sure that it, that it can be quite unfamiliar and um, my listeners know that that has become one of the purposes of this podcast to I often use the term note which was introduced to me by one of my really early podcast guests and it stands for NOTE is an acronym. It stands for Non-Ordinary Transcendent Experience,
1: ah.
0: which can be everything from the way you've received a course of love to a near-death experience to falling in love to an intuition or a deja vu or just knowing who's ringing before you pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a really beautiful way of saying these experiences are actually quite normal um, in terms of the human experience, these note experiences are a normal part of being human. And I just thought that might be a really beautiful place to start the, this conversation. And then we have a few other questions afterwards.
1: Sure, yeah. I think that's a wonderful way to look at it. And I believe that one of the things we're talking about with the new um, as a course of love you know, has this heading for this new thing. It's like it's a very like evolutionary, revolutionary kind of movement that we're in. And we're here to create the new. So, but I, what I feel is happening is connections. You know, there's so much about relationship and union in the course of love and the connections that people begin to feel with each other that are extraordinary you know, they're more than just um, a hunch or you know you have the same idea at the same time. It's something um, that's like multi-dimensional almost you know that we're, we're, uh, we're finding ourselves to be connected on such a greater level. Mm. And having to get used to that and to welcome it. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, Mary, who I also hear from now, Mother Mary calls it, um, now I'm going to have it go out of my mind what I was going to say. I did. That happens to me a lot. So I'll I'll let you know that in advance. (laughs) Um, I have these flashing in and out things. I think that's a part of this time, too, and the coming of the new that, you know, our consciousness isn't moving in a straight line anymore, you know, so.
0: Mm. I definitely experience those gaps in thought a lot, especially when I'm trying to explain the new to someone who's willing to receive it, um, but we don't quite share the same language yet. I, yes. I've, I've found <laughs> that as've as I move more and more to live in the new
1: mm-hmm.
0: m- the way I use language has changed. Yes. Yeah.
1: isn't it true and it's hard to take that one word like learning It's so yes. hard to take that out of your vocabulary you know and, and, and yeah
0: then find a suitable replacement to mean what you actually mean <laughs> yeah. 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 So one of my listeners has wanted to ask you um, as a child, if you were aware of relationship um, as expressed in A Course of Love, which is what you were just talking about that relationship with a, a part of us that's more than our physicalness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, as a child or whether you sort of started by questioning the, you know, the duality of, of the physical experience, um, you know, the good and evil, heaven and hell. Um, so would you speak to us about that? Would you share?
1: Yes, I would love to. I actually brought visual aids because you alerted me of this question. And it's going to help me share my story. So I don't know if you, how well you can see this, oh, but that
0: family little redhead is me. Oh my gosh. Really
1: redheaded girl.
0: You had curly hair. Well, you this, still do, but it was. So it shows
1: the, the ringlets.
0: <laughs> you had beautiful ringlets. Yeah.
1: And the reason I share that, you know, you could maybe see from the family photo that we were fairly well spaced. I had, my two brothers were 10 and 12 years older. My sister was five years older and I didn't have a younger brother until I was eight. So I had this, what I think of as this glorious time uh, with, I mean, my mom didn't drive. This was the 1950s, you know, when I was a little girl. And so she would just putter around the house. And it's a little bit of that in the, uh, in Marari, a uh, little bit of that, but, What I found I had an abundance was wonder, you know? And I also, even as a child, liked being alone. So I invented worlds. And I think that what we can do as a child and what we can continue (laughs) to do really is to see the world through the eyes of wonder and it becomes so much more in that way. That was my. I think, in a sense, it was part of my. Um, just a big part of my life, and that I was always sort of very comfortable being by myself. You know, so I would go out in the yard by myself and and just be enthralled by nature. I would build tents. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but then, after my brother was born. I was kind of forgotten and that was very hard on me. And so that was like the switch for me between um, a sense of belovedness, you know, and then it, I was sort of forgotten. And, um, and that affected my life as well. And I think that we all at some point fall out of love that sense of being the beloved and that kind of is the start of what we might call the separation, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: that's very big in a course of love is, is the separation. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, and so we're always looking for our way back after that. So I, what was the question? Um, Duality. So that would be kind of a a way of duality Mm -hmm. is the, Kinds of worlds that we can experience, and the depth of them, and the. But I think it's really that kind of time of separation. I was lucky that you know, for me, it didn't come until I was eight years old. Really, you know, and that. Um, but that memory is in us, and there's a. This is a big part of my work now. Is, uh, with memory and. The idea that we have memories that we can't recall—that are of our fullness of ourselves, you know? and so we begin to work our way back to our memory of who we are in truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a beautiful idea. Memory is so like a quiet word, you know—it's a mm-hmm. gentle word. Like we're not you know, striving for anything; we're just kind of setting the conditions in which our memory can rise and uh, tell us more things about the fullness of who we are.
0: I find that um, uh, uh, the acceptance that's discussed in the 40 days and 40 nights in the course of love for, for the listeners uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the combined volume, there's 40 days and 40 nights. Um, well, it's actually 40 days. I'm adding the 40 <laughs> nights out of my it's
1: the note on being
0: <laughs> religious um, schooling. Um, anyway, the, there is the time when it comes to needing to accept your whole self the truest form of your being and without being able to remember um it's i've found it quite challenging at times and other times absolutely natural
1: Mm. yeah well take a look this is to all of you reading a course of love at uh the word memory within it Mm -hmm. Because I didn't even realize myself until I received Memoria, how, or uh, mirari how big memory was in A Course of Love. And it's really beautiful. I love it that I discovered new things about it even now. And that, uh, and the 40 days is really such a culmination of everything. It's where we're really done with learning, which is very difficult for some people, very exciting. Once you, you begin to feel it slip, you know, that you're not, and I see it, it's not like you're not always exploring and discovering and all of that, but you don't need an authority. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the authorities become pretty difficult at a certain point where the people who wanna say, this is the answer, this is the way, this is the meaning. We must all agree on this. And that's really kind of what learning was, was everybody coming into agreement about what something would mean. And then it got rigid, you know? Yes. So we have left that rigidness of learning. That piece is very gone. <laughs> mm.
0: I just realized for the listeners that I was so enthusiastic on starting the recording and convert talking with you that I didn't actually give the listeners a, a proper understanding of how many <laughs> books you've written um, or <laughs> received. So there's the beautiful Grace trilogies that I actually haven't read. Um, okay. I came along at the Course of Love point um, and the way of the or Marari, the Way of the Marys, another mm-hmm. beautiful um, book that follows on from A Course of Love. And I think that there's more that I don't know about as well, and more coming as well, which is really exciting.
1: Yes, um, let's see, Two You Missed, uh, Creation of the New, which was came from a mystical experience. That one and The Given Self are only out right now in as eBooks, but they are available. And The One Coming, is, will be called, um, there's two coming. <laughs> it's, memoria. It, it's Memoria. This, um, <laughs> and you will find if you begin to enter this wonderful uh, experience of love and discovery and uh, just really being in touch with something greater, uh, that it has it does funny things to your memory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, i found that for sure. yes. yes. Uh,
1: so. And a course of course, the book first came out uh, over twenty years ago. So, this is um, you know that I have these number of books is a result of a couple of decades.
0: <laughs> I know, which in a way blows my mind um because to me a course of love still seems brand new yeah <laughs> um, so it's like you've produced all these books in next to no time at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's great <laughs> um, yes thank you very much for making these wonderful pieces of work available Another of my listeners has asked if you would discuss what it's like becoming the elevated self of form.
1: Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question. And one of the things that always sort of bothered me about that, the elevated self of form was elevated. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if, I think maybe younger people won't experience this as much, but there was at this time uh, that of course the love was coming out, you know, people would proclaim themselves to be enlightened or something like that. Mm. You know, it was just sort of a, people would give themselves sort of spiritual status, you know, and, and I thought elevated just had that ring to it a little bit, you know, so I was never really fond of it. But what it really is tied to is what we've already talked about with the end of learning. That's really what it's tied to. It's, it's becoming the self that that isn't looking for that outside authority, that is looking for the inside authority that we have. And that is, I think, what gives rise to that feeling of elevated. When we find the inner authority that lifts us and begins to... There's a wonderful way Jesus talks about informing too. It sounds like such a blah word, but he's talking about it in a new way that we are informing, that we are being informed with being, you know, with soul, with spirit. And so these things are, um, I don't like to think of them as heightened states. I think I, I see them as natural states. Mm. That we have uh, a truly natural way that is far greater than what we have access to. And it's often a result of learning,
0: you know, mm. that
1: we are, reality is described to us and who we are is described to us, you know, as children and how we're supposed to act and why and You know, you get labeled the sensitive one or the outgoing one, and these things stick with us through our lives. And then at some point we are adults and and we don't really fit in our bodies and in our roles and in our, you know, what and who people think we are. And I think that's often what starts people on uh, what the quest that they begin with by whatever name. To really, it's not only about God, it's about us. It's about that connection, the union and relationship, kind of like that knowing that we're more than this and wanting to tap into that. Mm. We already sense it, you know, it's like, but we want more than the sense. Yeah.
0: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I quite like the word informing to me it's mm-hmm. um it it reminds me of our, um uh, uh as within so without um mm. it's like that forming of our physical experience in the way that it was always intended to be uh, as in from yes. our true self yeah. from our true yes. state of being yes. and so in my when i um Sort of visualize it. It's like this inner light radiating out through every cell of my body to inform, make, make, make it. Not make it form. Oh gosh, um, <laughs> words are so tricky. But to have have it expressed through the physical experience, the true nature of, of yes, being.
1: yes, which is basically in more spiritual or religious terms, incarnation, you know, I mean, it's, mm. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Incarnating in the flesh. That's what incarnate is, you know, carnal. It's a, we're in the flesh, but we're also embodying mm. the greater truth of who we are. And, that, and it's in union and relationship, you know? It's like, it's not separate from us. And that's the wonderful thing that, um, I think when people start to feel inspired in the way that your friend, you know, who wrote a prayer became inspired, you know? It's, there's like a, uh, something you can't deny. I think that's, that's how I would describe it most. Because I think if I probably if I could have denied a course of love I might have, you know, it it was a little scary a new course in miracles, you know. I mean, oh my god! And (laughs) (laughs) but it's undeniable that that would be a really good way to put it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I really love how Glenn Hoverman captured that sort of awe and shock that you experienced by putting in the introduction at the beginning of the combined volume. Uh I remember reading that, uh, must have been after I'd read A Course of Love because it was, I'd read it as a single book. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh
1: Um,
0: So for the listeners who don't know this book, um, A Course of Love now, as we refer to it, typically means the combined volume, which has Three, is it three books or four in one? Three. Three. Of cor- course. Um,
1: addendums and stuff. I know. I was going to write raise it to show it again. <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm on a podcast because I can see you, which yeah. is lovely.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought. Anyway, so uh, the, the person uh, who uh, has published this, um, Glenn Hoverman, wrote this beautiful introduction that really I felt captured um, some of your experience of transitioning from a course of miracles to actually receiving a course of love, which is what you just referred to in terms of an up a new course in miracles Um, and the link between for the listeners, for the benefit of the listeners who who don't know the link between a course in miracles and a course of love is made very explicit at the beginning of a course of love.
1: Yes, it is. Mm. And, and what he wrote is the forward. Oh, sorry. Not the introduction. That's okay. Just, yeah, it's the forward. So, <laughs> uh, and I only say that because um, the introduction came later, the oh. one that I wrote with Jesus. And um, and it's about, really about tender people, again, where, you know, he keeps coming kind of circles back to uh, those of us who aren't so intellectual, you know? So it's it was a real good lead-in to be working with Mary now on the feminine because the feminine ways of knowing, which are so much more sensory uh, of emotion, of feeling, um, were really discounted in the time of learning. Mm-hmm. And so we get to bring not only to you know, uh, have these experiences that are enriching to our whole lives and, and to everybody that we know, but also to kind of begin to bring this, um, to bring to unify, begin to unify the masculine and the feminine. And it really, as my work goes on, looks as if it is a, a key to our wholeness, that we are able to unite the masculine and feminine within you know like no less important than you know body and soul or you know mind and spirit it's everything is is moving toward union now it's like this great wave is just bringing us into union and this is a particular one for living in the world right now the masculine and feminine is uh, and i think also you know, care of, um, care of the poor and, you know, minorities. It's like there's this whole uh, power structure that isn't that different than when Jesus was on earth and there mm-hmm. were the people who crucified other people, you know? So um, I think all this unification is toward a greater experience of earth as well as heaven and eventually a, a, a unity that we can feel between the realms. And there will also be a book on the imaginal. So that's kind of a, uh, the third book of Mary will be on that imaginal realm where this uh, begins to come together. And that's always been available and, and it's like a, that flow that happens.
0: Um, I had one of my cousins um when she was little you know, three and four would would tell me how the fairies would come and visit her at night and lift her up and take her into fairy places.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, um, this little cousin of mine is actually a, a quite a little person in you know, especially in relation to her family. And um so I kept talking to her about the fairies and what what they got up to at night just um <laughs> because i knew that her family would tell her she was crazy and yeah to me the imaginal realm holds endless possibilities and absolutely um, it didn't at all seem ridiculous to me that the fairies might come and talk to her at night
1: right and that's my interest now in memory too because it lives in us You know, you can have whole scenes be so vivid. And I think that is like a key to maybe beginning to imagine what the imaginal realm is like. Because, this, you know, there's a way that memories live in us. And there's a way that we have memory that's of the future as well. And so it's going to be a a fascinating exploration. And who doesn't love that? You know, I mean that's that's humanity, I think. If we return to something other than, you know, the um, the world is is changing in so many ways. And one of the ways I just was learning of was the um, like 30, 35 percent reduction in liberal arts colleges. Because everyone wants to learn to have. A good job that will pay them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like so. These schools that that taught like the the whole like realm you used to imagine a college education being. You know, um, are having to close their doors. And so, you know, what happens when we only begin to learn for making money? You know, for a specialty and. Um, There's just so much at stake right now to, you know, and to save the arts and, you know, all of that. So I think it's all combined for a really good reason. I think we're, there's good, very good things coming out now that are going to guide us better than the learning has.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, we can see a move to love happening all around us yeah I even just like to see it in people's language um people who who family members even who would never have said I love to see you, I'd love to see you or I love you or um expressing joy in seeing something amazing even to me that language is new to them that it's a mm-hmm. shift it represents the shift of the the planet should we say
1: Yeah, maybe. And this COVID thing that it's been, you know, since polio that we had anything that affected the entire world, you know, the way this virus did. And with this, people have changed. I know, I mean, my family has changed a great deal with this, it was like a break in the routine, you know, it was a break in how... You related to each other. It was a break in how you celebrated. It was a break in going to church. It was a break in going, you know, shopping all the time. You know, so many things. It was like, and I, I think it's going to have enormous positive consequences that even for the horror of all the death, it's going to, it has, it has rewritten the future of all bit.
0: Mm. And it's sped up the um, the urgency to address unpleasant underlying aspects of our society, such as domestic yeah. violence. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's brought that to a heightened level of awareness and um, I can't think of the next word I'm trying to say, but... I was just reading an article last week about uh, England increasing their laws around domestic violence and making them much broader and um, I can't describe it properly, but it, it just said to me, you know, well, can't Australia do that, first of all, <laughs> we've got a problem <laughs> with it here too. But, um, you know, it, it, yeah. it brought that to attention and increased the urgency yeah. at which it was addressed.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that's been really scary during the pandemic that the police are reluctant to arrest people, you know, to put them in jail for things like domestic violence, where they would have weren't, but because of the, I mean, I know people who've had that experience of, well, we would, but we're not, we're not doing that. We're not putting people in jail unless we absolutely have to, you know, because so anyway, yes, it's really need it heightened
0: and brought to our awareness what matters most that's what we're really trying to say here isn't it that we've we've things have come up like the domestic violence so that's unacceptable that's not the true way of living and therefore all these other aspects of of better relationships and more respectful of, of the ones we do love and a deeper connection and that, and so also in the space of not having the regular work day and weekend schedule and shopping schedule and so on, we've had more space to notice our inner calling as well. Yes,
1: yes I think it's been quite dramatic that way, in a good way. That's so, mm. you know, it's like there's so much, of course, that's been. Painful, but there there is also a change that is going to be, I think, lasting. And I mean, I even know I notice it in like editorialists. You know, I mean, people that used to write just very dry. You know, uh, political this or what it's like. There, it's like almost coming with. uh, It's like a renaissance, you know of of bringing life together with what's going on in the world and life and love mm. and, and hope. And um, I suppose the crazier it gets is it's been pretty crazy in my country. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the more that gets pulled up too. So it all... It all comes around, doesn't it? Mm. Mm.
0: Would you speak with us about every life matters? Um, I'm not referring to black lives matters i'm I'm just every being has a purpose, and we're all contributing to this creation of the new yeah. Um, and, we, and we just talked about some unpleasant aspects of life. But somewhere in that, every, every, every experience matters.
1: Yes. Yes. So, you know, the main theme, I believe, of all this work is to be who you are, to be who you are were created to be. And that is, you know, something I used to say to my kids, just be who you are and all will be well, you know, just be who you are, be you, you know, don't worry about that, be you. But what's happened often spiritually, it seems, is sort of a disconnect from our humanity, from the per- people that we are, from our personhood, particularly in my experience with A Course in Miracles. And it's, I mean, I love the Course in Miracles. I think it's the most brilliant text ever written, but the way it was interpreted has people talking about, we are not real at all. And this life here has basically no meaning. And so the, I believe, at least partially, that A Course of Love came to bring us back to who we are in this life, and that we were each created to be exactly who we are, and that there is a purpose to our life is here, and we find it most surely and most purely in relationships. In union and relationship. So it's not by our brains or our minds or our studying, it's by heart and it's by connecting. And it's a really great message for right now and for any time, but that, you know, experience of people who don't feel that they have a self to bring to the conversation. Who are talking almost in a disembodied manner? That experience for me has been quite awful. You know, it—it's like, um, you know, within five minutes of talking, you and I were like being friends. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, it, it really is true. If you are connecting person to person, heart to heart, it comes very quickly. And you're able to talk to each other about just about anything because you have connected. And there is an exchange going on. It's a knowing and a being known exchange. And it's going like this. It's going like a wave between us, like a Mobius strip. It's just And to not have that going on is really to leave everything to the mind you know that needs these concrete and answers and so builds a concrete reality yes. and more fluid you know everything is getting more fluid so i uh, i don't even remember your question now but me <laughs> <knew> who you <laughs> are was my answer
0: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yep. i think that's the perfect time to um I wanted to read a, just a little paragraph from okay. Marari. Um, Marari, okay. So for the listeners, this is Marari, The Way of the Marys. Um, to me, it very much feels like a beautiful discussion of what it's like to live in the new. Mm. Um, and I've very much appreciated you bringing through this work as well. So this is page 177. Um, I think I can just read this paragraph. um, And to me, it holds so much magnificence that it stands alone. So so, um, for those who haven't read this book, this is the voice of Mother Mary coming through. So from Mother Mary, the heart of your humanity is your greatest asset not your downfall. The heart of humanity is your respiration, a constant exchange, an inflow and an outflow. Do not seek for stoppage or for a lessening of the flow that is life, no matter how tender it causes you to become. Exalt your tenderness. Do not let tenderness stop you from the way opening before you now. Let it take the lead.
1: You have a beautiful reading voice. Thank you for reading that so beautifully.
0: <laughs> it's sort of, it, you know, it's it's that recognition that what we can feel absolutely matters and yes. that that concrete existence that you just talked about, I, I often refer to it as living from the neck up. You know, you've, you've yeah. cut, cut mm-hmm. your heartstrings so just from the mind
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a, and that concrete existence can't accommodate the feelings that we all feel everyone feels it's impossible yeah. to have a beating heart and not feel <laughs> no matter how yeah. hard we try to live from the neck up
1: yeah. and
0: and I, I just loved that paragraph because you know it's our tenderness that draws us together that creates the the relationships that we're looking for um it's that tenderness that protects us as well keeps us out of trouble in in many ways but the the up and up until uh, i don't want to say recently but it's i guess it's been common that the People have experienced that tenderness as a burden more than as yeah. a gift yeah. and um, told it's a weakness and.
1: Yes. Oh, you're
0: just sensitive. Quit
1: being so sensitive.
0: Yes. Get over it. Just get yeah. over it, would you? And get on with life.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it goes even further to kind of our, um, our wisdom, you know, that something said the wisdom especially of a feminine voice you know something said in a different way than people are used to is so easily put down is so easily discounted and so mary coming and rising this way of beautiful language and feeling to a heightened level i think is actually quite crucial, I mean, the way of the word, you know, I mean, there is something about having our language express more than what the mind can figure out, you know, yeah, so it's a wonderful movement being taken up, and I think we'll see a lot more beauty and deeply felt wisdom coming to us.
0: Mm. so I feel like our beautiful podcast episode might be coming to its completion and I just wondered if you would offer some encouragement to those who might be new to coming into their tenderness and new to thinking about a different way of relating to life um, and who are still feeling that that call to to tap into that deeper part of themselves even though they don't yet know what that is
1: yes yes um, well, there are beautiful passages that you know you can really take to heart and hold with you the note on being at the end is one um, I highly recommend, but there's a courage. There's a courage that we need now. And it's the courage to be exactly what we're talking about, to be tender, to be vulnerable, to open up, to question. And that courage is of the heart. There's a whole language of the heart it it comes from the word courage in a way that i can't remember it right off the top of my head but it it is the place from which the passion that we have for life comes and there is this opportunity now to really delve into that passion and to have a courageous heart and to not be too discouraged by the mindful people who don't yet know of another way to talk or to relate. But when we can find, you can have one friend, one person where you have a knowing and being known will make it all incredibly doable. Because that is really the key, I believe is a knowing and being known relationship. It starts that flow It it keeps it going. But even in your own imagination and your heart and your dreams and your creating, you can bring your heart out through writing, through photography, through to cure the environment. You know, there's so many ways you can do it with a new sort of hope and even joy, you know, I, I, I didn't know that I could be as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's sort of like I've never been a pie in the sky person, you know, I've had a lot of problems, I'm, you know, um, but I do, I believe, you know, we can believe again. We can believe in ourselves and in what comes between us. And I think that's the greatest asset that we have is that we can connect and that that, there is an expansion in that. Well, Mary says rise, you know. So I I was thinking about that with elevated. You know, I really never liked that word, but Mary says rise, you know, rise now. And I just love that. If you want, I could read that. Yes, As for a closure, how would that be? Uh, baby. Oh, we, after I rise. Five. okay. Find it. Right. Okay. Arise and face the day of love's being. Rise from your beds to face love. Hide no more beneath sleep's blankets. Rise to love. Rise and be the risen love. Rise and be who you are. Who you are is love. You sleep in love, you wake in love, because you are love, because you are loved, because you are lovable and as innocent as a babe in arms. You are that babe as was my son, born in utter innocence and free of any stain or capability of sin. Your misperceptions are forgiven as quickly as they occur and brought now to the light of love in time, where you can see that this is so, where you can see that you are that which you are and have always been. Grieve your dark days only to awaken from them with greater depths of compassion, with greater awareness of love's many expressions, and let them rise from you and with you into time free, of the concreteness of the past. Offer these qualities of yourself to time itself so that it may hold open human time's awareness. You are not separate from anything, even the illusion of time that you have made. So bring it with you. Bring all with you in the fullness of time. Invite all to rise with you in love for love's sake. For love's sake, rise to end the suffering of the human condition. Rise to end racism, injustice, abuse, torture, and war. Rise to end the lack that does not need to be. Rise along with time to call on time's ability to heal all wounds, to provide for all Rise to meet the consciousness of Mother Earth and the love of this time and this place. Seek no more for what will be love into existence, what is. Speak your own words of love. Raise your voice to love. Love all. And I will end there. It's about half of it. Mm. Love all.
0: Oh, that was very beautiful. And I shall wipe the tears from my eyes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the More Love Podcast, Murray.
1: Thank you for reaching out to me, Helen. I've really enjoyed getting to know you.
0: Sorry, I'm sniffling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Mm. Um, that's it for today's episode of the more love podcast um i shall put links to all of Murray's books uh in the show notes page for listeners who haven't yet discovered her work um and i'll reference more accurately on the show notes page all the parts of the books that we've discussed today um so until we talk again um Mari and until the next episode of the more love podcast I wish everyone well
1: love and peace and joy to all of you thank you for even considering this opening and your thank you for your courageous hearts